Welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. Hi, I'm Lenny. Hey, welcome back uh, to the show. I was just mentioning, yeah, I'm making uh, pomegranate deviled eggs. Oh, which is just, uh Yeah, I'd never uh, heard of them before, but it's very, I have uh, our Yule. Uh, it's a bit late for our Yule celebration, but here we are. Okay. You know, you do what you must. So are you and soaking them in the juice or is this? Yeah, I went and bought juice. Blissfully, it was on sale. Uh, I was supposed to start it last night, but I didn't because I can't remember to do literally anything. Well, that's awesome. I, it's a minor miracle that I got to see these episodes over two weeks. We took uh, a week off for Christmas, and it's still yeah. like, now it's New Year's. What are you doing for New Year's? For New Year's, I am... What am I doing? What am I doing? I will be somewhere. <laughs> I might just be hanging out with friends, you know, making it, doing something small. Yeah, I don't do anything. Nothing big. Not like, you know, back in the day, in my 20s. Back in the day. That was yesterday, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. You're 42 now, mate. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm going to my girlfriend's house. Uh, We'll probably watch, like, The Great British Bake Off, which is what we did last year. Sometimes my husband has a wedding to perform at, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes he doesn't. When he doesn't, we go away. Oh, but nice. when when he does, what are you going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. We went to Pittsburgh yeah. one year, and it was amazing. Oh, that's cool. They have the great American bake-off, which I don't think is as good. What is it, like all-out war? It's basically... <laughs> it's basically the Great British Bake Off, but like less. It's less. It's less it's, drama. It's less drama. It's less friendly. Like America is. I feel like whenever there's a competition, even on the most friendliest of ones, like Face Off, there's always like one person in there who's gonna be like, "I ain't here to make friends." <laughs> I ain't here to make friends. I'm gonna sabotage everybody. <laughs> But that never happens in the British version. They're all like supporting each other and helping decorate yeah, each other's nice. cakes. And they're like they're like helpful and and like oh you don't have any like baking soda here you some of mine. You know I'm like oh so wholesome such wholesome watching. I know people think Paul Hollywood is uh, a lot a lot to take in, but I think he's, I like him. I think it's funny that he's a, he's a bit more Paul Hollywood in this one in the American one than he is in the British one. What, like more stand in the corner and glare? Yeah. More glares for your dollar in America. <laughs> yeah. I've never like, seen you know, the American like, version. Uh, it's, it's, it's the same it's the same setup, but it's just you see more Paul Hollywood. It's like Ramsey. Gordon Ramsey in Kitchen Nightmares and like Hell's Kitchen and stuff. In the British version, he's not as like loud, but in the American version, he curses up a storm every sentence. To be fair, we deserve it. <laughs> we are much like when I watch. Uh, oh, there it is! I looked up the Great American Bake Show. <laughs> uh, when when Gordon Ramsay comes to an American restaurant to be like your restaurant is garbage, uh, we act like we didn't call him in in the first yeah. place. Like like he showed up unannounced. He didn't. You invited him over because you know he's garbage. Him. I didn't do anything at all. I didn't, we didn't call him nothing. He's like, what are these yeah. frozen? He's like, your mother. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. <laughs> In England, they're like just crying and very polite because they're polite. Fruit. 
They're quite I mean, I've seen a few episodes where they get a little loud at him, but he just shuts them down. Like, hey, man, you called me. So. Well, yeah, because if you watch Gordon Ramsay on, like, his other shows where he's, like, uh, traveling the world or doing whatever it is he's doing, he's much nicer and he's exciting to be around and funny and good-looking and I have a crush yeah, on Gordon likeable. Ramsay. You know, surely. Of course I have a crush on him. Of course. That's part of my old man situation. Your old man crush? I mean, he's not that much older than me, I'm sure. I'm not going to investigate. I think he's that. like 50-something. Maybe he might be. Maybe 60. Excellent. What am I looking at? Oh, that was me looking up all the replacement parts. Did and, you have a crush on Paul Hollywood? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the blue eye, the really piercing eye. <laughs> Listen, everybody's some variation of good-looking, probably, nearly. It's true. 53. Gordon Ramsay only 53. Right? That's not so bad. 53? only 10 years older than me. Doing all not right. bad. He's got abs. Nice. He's got abs. picture of his abs came up along with that age. Oh, well. I mean, like him standing next to, like, Zac Efron or something like that. Maybe it's a Photoshop, maybe it's not. I'll never find out. Well, if you meet him, you can ask him. Oh, yeah, the day I meet him. That'll be the day. <laughs> I saved up every dime I owned so I could eat at one of his restaurants. So I can... So expensive. I got that kind of money. I had to say that to the eye doctor yesterday. I got my prescription. I order all my glasses online for, like, 50 bucks. Only oh, okay. 50 bucks progresses. And they're like, will you be ordering frames from us today? And I, and I laugh, and I go, oh, my God, no offense, but I ain't got Michael Kors money. <laughs> I just paid for this eye exam and I used my AAA card to get a discount. I do not have money for coach glasses. No. No, and I know the real rub on that is that one company makes all frames regardless of of designer name attachment for like a nickel. Mm -hmm. A nickel. Oh yeah. That's what and I'm like too. I've heard I've heard like one company does all the frames, so yeah, whether it's Walmart or it's Tiffany, it doesn't matter. It's all the same company, and it's the same quality. Mm-hmm. So, I'll just order straight from the manufacturer. I'm sure that's what's going to make them. So, it takes a little longer because, you know, for obvious reasons. I'm fine, I'll wait. Back in the day, it used to be four to six weeks for delivery. So, if I have to wait eight or nine days now, I guess that's, uh, it'll be fine. For $50 progressive glasses. Okay. <laughs> so when I... I had gotten laser surgery back in 2004. And Did you? Nice. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. Anybody who's like, should I get LASIK? Yes, you should. Immediately. Do not wait. Was this was this back when uh, people were still kind of skeptic about laser surgery? Like, you'll go blind. Yes. This was like OG laser surgery. Uh, <laughs> they were like, they couldn't fix an astigmatism, so I had that. Anyway, it's not a huge astigmatism, but I still have one. Uh, but they couldn't get rid of it, which is whatever, too bad. I'll get over it. And I did. I was like, it's fine. Um, I was legally blind. Uh, oh. when, when we first met, me and you, in mm -hmm. college, I was legally blind then. Ooh, did not know. It wasn't like blackout blind. It was, um, like failure to form shapes blind. So it was like uh, everything without my glasses on was a smear of colors Ooh, and, what? and vague shapes. 
So, like, uh, a person-shaped color blob is coming at me. And it, it looks like it may be some red in there. And what looks like a head, it's a red t-shirt on a person, probably. Or a uh, very tall dog, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big dog, I don't know, I can't, I can't tell. So, yeah, whatever thing they came up with, I was all in immediately. I was like, anything. And they could never fix my vision all the way, even with glasses and contact lenses. So they, uh, so after the surgery was over, I could, I got my vision and I called up my mother and I was like, mom, I don't think it worked. I can't see the license plate in front of me. She goes, how far away is the car? I go, I don't know, like 10 car lengths away. She's like, Teresa, did you think you were going to see from here to the horizon? And I said, yes. (laughs) Because I (laughs) didn't know that that wasn't how it worked I was like oh that's not how it works okay cool cool <laughs> I feel comfortable <laughs> I gotta go bye bye now but it doesn't fix your genetic fault so my genetics are still forcing my eye to have bad vision so if I hadn't gotten the surgery I would I have to imagine that it would be imp- I'd be impossibly blind now like, not even shapes, just, just color blobs. So the laser surgery just resets it, so it's like a hard reboot, and, and okay. now my vision is, is getting worse again. So I have to wear glasses. And I'm like, I'm not doing this with this expensive frames and all that. I'll get the laser surgery again, though. But it wears off. It's supposed to wear off after, like, 10 years. It wore off after 12 for me, which is pretty great, considering the newness of it when I had it done. Well, I figure glasses are the worst thing, you know, that happens. I mean, I wear glasses, so I have no problem with it. Uh, the only thing I miss about that is is when I when you open like the dishwasher and you and you have normal vision, you mm-hmm. your vision doesn't fog up. True. From opening the dishwasher, which is how it is now, or like a thumbprint. You're like, well, great. Now I have to stop everything or like I'm doing. Or like when it's like really this. cold, or when you're outside, it's really cold. You wear your glasses oh. and you go into a heated place. And oh, it's like, oh, fog. Yeah, that never happens with uh, with laser surgery. He's just like, here it is. I can see. I cried when I looked, like rolled over and saw my alarm clock clearly. I was mm-hmm. crying. It was so like like stirring for me to be able to see again. Well, that's good. Who knows why this came up? Apparently not me. Is this like New Year's? We're talking about New Year's? No. We're talking about New Year's and what we're doing, and that just came up. All right. Well, there you go. That's slow for you. And then I ruined it by being like, I don't know what's happening. You know who does wear glasses? Is it Daniel? Daniel? Fuck the yes. Yeah, you have That's a very. Mind. That was a very smooth segue into right? today's Stargate episode. I liked that. That's good. <laughs> I know I'm probably not supposed to like mention how much I like it, but I don't uh-huh. care. But here we are. <laughs> oh my goodness! So this is uh, Thor's Hammer, episode nine, of season yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this anything like you remember after watching it? I do remember most of it. I I forgot about what's her name, uh, Kendra. It's good. <laughs> Is that, is that really her name, or are we just calling her Kendra from Buffy? No, that's, that's really her name, Kendra. Okay. 
That's the name of the show, Kendra. I forgot about that character, but it's pretty much spot on for what I remember. After well, I didn't remember. You. I don't remember anything besides the the Thor statue. In fact, I was remembering this combined with something else that happens several episodes from now. Yeah, too, me too. I was I was thinking of that too. Then I watched the episode. I'm like, no, this, it doesn't happen here. Okay. So interesting that the cold open is Daniel explaining how he doesn't think the Goa'uld built the Stargate. I mean, he doesn't yeah, offer then, any actual proof for this. And then there are like two different gods. They're the conquering gods that use technology mm. to subjugate people, and the other gods, the what I forgot what you call them. The, oh, the cultural deities who like use technology to benefit humankind. Mm-hmm. And he says that, oh, I think I know which ones we should go find. And he goes to the, to the Asgard, Asgardians. The Asgardians. I was happy to hear that name because I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember Thor. But I don't remember, like, the build-up to it. That Or, like, I smushed it all into, like, one episode. Like, I trimmed down, like, four episodes worth of information into just one in my memories. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he explains, like... Oh, yeah, Thor's hammer is like, you know, a weapon of some kind. And we have to go find it. I mean, this is quite a leap. I would have liked to have seen some build-up into that. Or, like, not, like, all at once. Like, maybe during the cold open or whatever. Or, like, a little tail bit of the end. It could be, like, like Daniel doing a little bit of research that lays yeah, you like in Yeah, he now. does research in the cold open. And he finds out. He's like, wait, I have to tell Hammond. then... He runs to tell Hammond, and then that's how the episode starts. Because this is out of the blue to me. Like, kind of like how they did in the movie where where you see Daniel, like, midnight oiling it before he sees the constellations as being the answer. Mm -hmm. I think I would have liked uh, a little more background-y stuff. Also, Teal'c doesn't share anything. He's got so much information, and unless you specifically ask, hey, Teal'c, do you know about a forbidden planet that the gold won't go in? He's like, funny, you should mention. I do. <laughs> you know, now that you say that. Like, I can't believe how much bloody information does this man have that he is just... He probably has, like, a wealth of information that could probably tip the balance of the whole gold empire, and he just gives snippets out. You know. Yeah, it's really, like, and it's never come up before. Where they were like, oh, I wish there was like a planet we could just go to that that they don't know about or something like that. And then he could be like, hey, there's this secret planet. Like, too crazy. he's like eating something, he raises his hands like, I know a planet. He should just be like, in the course of natural conversation over a beer. Like, how right? I like, just brought up eye surgery. Like, yeah, like that, like, by the way. He could bring up anything. He could just be like... Hey, I'm here to help you guys now, so here's how we're going to be helpful. Well, I know a not, thing. He's, he's not very talkative. He's tilt, you know. I tell you. So when they go to the planet, um, why is everyone still so Vikingy? If the Goa'uld are not coming there to regularly harvest their resources, why wouldn't they advance? This is going to be my question, like for the entire series. How are they not advancing? <laughs> if they know for sure. Go old or not come in. Why don't they have photography yet? Like, why Why? Why don't they have anything? So you have a stone well, wheel. According to Daniel, you know, when, when a civilization advances, it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. No, but it's been 
many thousands of years. They should at least yeah. be up to photography. I'm not saying 3D printer time for the people on, on Asgard. Well, that's not Asgard, but that's Sumeria. Sumeria, of all things. Uh, yeah, well. But, you know, at least they can have maybe, plumbing. Maybe some, planets, maybe some planets develop faster than others. I mean, plumbing? I mean, just plumbing, even. Or maybe just, they like the Viking way of life. I mean, I like it, too. And they I don't like know any better. Things. Uh, I like it. It's sweet that O'Neill is, uh, jumps in to go in with, uh, Teal'c. To, to go in with Teal'c. That is nice. Um, that's his buddy though, that's why. He could have died. (laughs) I mean, they didn't. Oh my god, when Daniel's like, he got a bit of the, uh, the old Hammond on him, he's like, I guess they're dead. We gotta like, go. Relax, mate. And not dead. Sam, <laughs> he jumped Sam to dead. Like, Sam should have been like, yeah, good one, Hammond. He jumped to dead real quick. I'm like, oh, man, were you just trying to get them out of the way? Because you seem much happier that, that well, they're dead. If you see, like, a, a laser ray, just a laser, like, vaporize your friend, supposedly, wouldn't you just be like, well, that's it. <laughs> That's true. I used to say that about the Blair Witch Project when I went to see it. Uh, I was like, this is unrealistic. And they're like, what do you mean? It seems so realistic. I'm like, first of all, that camera wouldn't even be on just the light that the camera would be on as a flashlight. And number two, if I got my friend's bits back to me in his own flannel, I'd be like, yes, he's dead. And I would not investigate any further. <laughs> I'd just be like, sorry about it. I was like, if they're supposed to lure me in, it's keeping me away. Like, I'm not going there. No, no. They just sent me about his tongue in his own flannel. I'm not going. I'm, he's, he's dead. He was he was my friend, and now he's not. So maybe that's that's where Daniel's at. He's like, that looks an awful lot like a like a sky laser. So they're dead. Sam's like, you don't know that. <laughs> Sam's yeah, me, Sam's I'm, and I'm very optimistic. Sam's the voice of reason. She really is the voice of reason this episode. She's like, listen, Mister Feelings. It's, I gotta step in here and let you know what you're doing. I see what you're doing. And, uh, and Daniel's not really one for the feelings game. He's usually the more logical of them. I mean, unless you talk about his wife, then he gets all mushy and like, I love her. I know, I think this is why he's on his feelings quest. His feelings quest? Yeah, cause like, he's like, hey, I guess they're dead. And Sam's like, hey, my feelings, tell me otherwise. And then, once Daniel figures out, that his wife could potentially be saved, he's like, oh, now I'm on a feelings quest. <laughs> Logically <laughs> down, so I don't need it. No, uh, Mitgard, Daniel's like, hey, don't forget, what's Mitgard? Right. Oh. I love hearing all, like, uh, all the old uh, historical stuff, because I'm a nerd who likes that kind of you know, that kind of thing. I would like to point out that even though they did not die, and it is just a transporter beam, the fact that they're not bringing that back with them is outrageous. But how do you bring it back, though? It just dismantles the entire operation. I mean, they're leaving it there, or, like, take pictures of the inside, or, like, you know, try to figure out how they made a transporter beam. Earth would lose its collective shit for a transporter beam. They, that's not even a weapon. That's just, or it could be. You could transport a bomb, probably. 
But if it's trans, if they're transporting living matter back into same living matter on the other end, no way. Oh my God. It would be outrageous. I'm sorry that my phone keeps going off. Everybody has emails and the Yule party and all the things are happening. Oh, I can't even hear it. Oh, I can, I, I hear it. So if anybody hears that, that's, that's what, it's all happening. Yeah. So when they broke Thor's hammer, investigate how, how that works, how to keep uh, particular like genetic beings away. How did it program it with just skull larva to keep it out of there? I'm, I'm, I'm sure they did all that. Like They collected like info, and they did like recon and stuff. I mean, before, in future they, episodes, before they left. In future episodes, they do not have a transporter beam. No. Because <laughs> if I could transport a beam to work every day, I would cry with joy. <laughs> oh my yeah, but you got to consider like side effects and, you know, budget costs. Because, I mean, military spending, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah, we spend plenty. Where's my transporter beam? Look, they don't even have enough mouths for all the worlds they discover, so... I know. <laughs> I'm like, three-quarters of our whole thing is nothing but military spending. Build me a transporter beam already. The least you can do <laughs> is develop, like, inertial dampeners or for aircraft and stuff like that. I'm so it's pretty not, like, sure that the U.S. is developing a spaceship and it's not telling anyone. Well, we're slow and we're garbage at it. Let's hurry up, guys. <laughs> Everything yeah. takes too long. Uh, Jack is talking to that hologram for too long. <laughs> too long that he doesn't get that they got the machine, which is a funny joke. And it's a terrible-looking hologram. And he's talking well, like it's really Thor. Well, you know, it's, nine, it's 90s uh, special effects, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. Anything past, uh, hey, man, we're here, and it starts talking the rest of the message, and you're like, ah, shit, the machine. It's a recording, but he keeps talking to it. Jill should look at him like so long. it's a it's a recording, O'Neill. <clears throat> I mean, they obviously recorded it based on what Gold are most likely to say, which is "You can't do this to me," and like blah blah blah. I'll kill you. So the machine is saying back to, it, "No, you will not be killing me, and you're stuck in here forever." Good luck with that. <laughs> Feels yeah. very stoic with the "Just leave me to die." Well, I think he's harboring a lot of guilt. He is, but also, Teal'c would be living for a very... Yeah. I mean, he didn't want to be, but here we are. Yeah. He would live a very long time in the cave, though, so it's not like... It's true that O'Neill could leave, go figure out a thing or two about a thing or two, figure out how to drill a hole on the other side of the hammer and go through that instead. Like, there's plenty of options open that they could have worked out without dismantling Thor's hammer. And uh, Teal'c would have been just fine. He has a naturally long life, so don't even worry about him. Yeah, but you don't want to separate the family. Oh, I know. Like, the plot demands that that not be the case, but the same way they let O'Neill grow old in the last episode to go back to Stargate Command to crack down a solution, they could have done that for Teal'c. It would have been fine. Yeah, I think that maybe they realized, like, yeah, this took too long. Let's try, let's find a quicker way. Uh, <laughs> interesting that the brain scrambler, the Goa'uld brain scrambler, uh, can also mm-hmm. heal. 
like a like a portable sarcophagus. Yeah, I really yeah that that's actually pretty cool. I really like that. Uh, I want one of those so bad. Not just like the brain scrambler with the fingertips one. I'll also take like a little palm healer too. You know, if anybody's like, what can I get her for a belated Christmas gift? It's that. Yeah. I would come and then and in this one you meet uh, Kendra who you find out used to be a ghoul on another planet. I have a 3D printer though. I have a friend who has a slightly larger 3D printer. She gonna I make could, one. I could make one. That would be all right. I'm gonna think about that more. More on that as I ruminate about that while I sit around not wanting to do the things I have to do. Like make eggs. Well, Vikingy brain scrambler. The Valkyrie telling uh, Kendra, telling Kendra that she should be taking them there. Very curious to know if that is like literally she can interpret that, or this is done through like a a, a meditation and she interprets meditatively what I think. What happened was when they removed the ghoul from her. Maybe it was, like, too traumatic for her? It was, but she's, she's like, like... Yeah, maybe she had a breakdown or something. Hmm. Oh, she most certainly would have. When she's like, hey, Thor wants me to go do this. Is it that she sat there in a meditative state for a minute and was like, all right, I'll do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Valkyries are like, hey, they think I should take you. I'm like, do they, or is that just some wind in the area? Which is, I think, what Sam was about to say before Daniel had to be like, calm calm down, logic girl. <laughs> it's like, you sure it was Valkyries, Kendra? You sure it wasn't nothing? Yeah, I was like, don't uh, don't be such a party pooper. Right. Just yeah. making sure. What is this? Why isn't is my microphone even recording? What's going on here? Okay, I think it is. I also did like when they flash back to like the cave. Mm-hmm. You find that you find out about the Unas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Unas like, are uh, Teal, wild. And you see Teal scared for like the first time. Like he's sh- he's like shitting bricks. Sorry. Uh, went, you know. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. But it's uh, that's the James Earl Jones of it. But, like and you see Teal, and he's like, "You're supposed to be a myth," and he's like, "You see him legitimately like shaken." Mm. Like this is my all my nightmares. Yeah, but they thought the time. they thought the people of Midgard were a myth as well. Like they didn't call it Midgard. I forgot what the the Jaffa uh, word for uh, Earth people are. Tokra. No, 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 not Tokra. Um, the uh, what? I don't know. Yeah, I'm to be like probably at the end of the episode uh, of this thing. Well, you'll let us know next time. I thought it was pretty cunning for Kendra to convince her her. her to go to the Forbidden Planet. Oh, it's Tari. Tari. Okay. That's what they call us. All right. So, yeah. Uh, the Tari were a myth, too. So, this should be of no surprise to feel. Yeah. No, but I like how he's like, this is a myth to scare children. So, he probably heard it, too, when he was a kid. And, like, to see it come to life, you know, to see him walk, 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 actually walking up to him, he's probably like, what is happening? And then Jack does what Jack does and shoots him. Yeah, you know, shoots first and asks questions later. As is our way. <laughs> uh, and he's like, ah, he's dead, probably. 
Uh, but you're not like, going to yeah. wait. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, I think he's dead. He could be dead. He has to be dead. You don't waste James Earl Jones on two lines of dialogue. Right. It's weird to me that every time the Unis makes a noise, only one of them hears it up till now. I'm like, that thing mm-hmm. is so loud. How did, How are they not hearing it? <laughs> and then they finally yeah. hear it together. Yeah, stealth is not part of its thing. <laughs> I wrote, Sam is right, Mr. Feelings. Because she's like, hey, whatever part of her wants to face her fears and then does it, doesn't is winning, and what way are we going? He's like, what about Hunter's? What about my feelings, Sam? He's like, what are you talking about, Daniel? Just listen to what I have to say. He's like, she's like, ugh, you're never getting your wife back. Just make your peace and move on. I'm not getting my ex-fiance back, am I? No, he's dead. Imagine if she did actually say that in the episode. That would have been great, because Daniel's like, haven't you ever had that feeling where something is just right, you know, and you act on it, and then you do it anyway in spite of your better judgment? It would have been great if Sam turned around and said, no, I left Jonas at the altar. Because I was like, this is bad. And now he's dead. If I was following my feelies, I would have married him anyway, because I didn't want to not do it or whatever. But instead, I I was like, logically, this isn't a good thing. There's a lot of red flags. I'm going to get out of here. (laughs) I like Sam this episode. I like her and her uh, real talk. (laughs) You like real talk, talk, Sam? I do like real talk, Sam. That should be a little action figure. You press buttons and she just tells you how it is. You know, like you press a button, it's like, you need to get your life. I don't know if this is a coincidence or not, but during the entire episode, um, whenever they're getting a message or just hiking around or whatever, the weather is corresponding to those shots. So it's overcast when Thor is talking through thunder or the Valkyries through wind. And when Sam is like, hey, here's some real, real talk, it's sunny. Mm-hmm. And then the second they need more messages from Thor, it's cloudy again. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, that could be the Asgard messing around with, like, weather technology. Oh, I meant in the real world, like, I don't know what order they shot their sequences in to get it to be like that. But when whenever the gods are not speaking, it is sunny out. And whenever the gods are speaking, it is overcast. That's it's just the thing I know. mystery. <laughs> Okay, so they go back in the cave, and the Unas shows up. This is just a thing that I noticed, and I rewound it, because it was so funny. The Unas, is, the camera pans over to him, and he tilts his head, like in that um, Ryan Gosling, Hey Girl meme. Yeah. <laughs> right before he launches into the Unas background history, he's like, Hey Girl, not that you ask, but here's my background. <laughs> It made me laugh so hard. Cause it's like a sly <laughs> smile. This is so funny. Hey, girl. Hey, Teal. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and you find out, like, they eat humans. Yeah, delicious. <laughs> he gets all the background history, and they unload the bullets into the Unas until it gets stuck in the near the, the Thor door. Mm-hmm. So if, he, if Thor gets stuck in the door and Jack can pull him out. If he still gets stuck in the door, why can't Jack push him through? Because I guess once you push him, if you push him in anymore, because remember, he he wasn't fully in 
He mm. was like part way in. I guess if you fully put him in, it could kill him. I guess. I'm thinking if like if he's able to be pulled out one way, he can be pulled out the other way yeah. too. But maybe not. Because remember, Kendra said she went through it, and she was like, "Hey, it's like you know, stabbing needles in your head." But she was able to get out. You know. I think it's funny that that Kendra put her hand on the wall, and I just wrote "Taste the Rainbow" because like there was like a little <laughs> chance there. I was like, oh, a taste in the rainbow, and it opens the door. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> After yeah, O'Neill, O'Neill's like, hey, we have to sh- disable Thor's hammer to get Teal'c out of here. The look on Daniel's face is a little like, fuck Teal'c. And he's He's just like, no, Teal'c could stay here. I'm going to leave that one swear in because, like, that is exact, his exact face. It's just no I mean, yeah. Because he's like, you know what this means? I could save my wife. And they're just like, yeah, but Till's here now. He's like, so? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I get it. I get what you're yeah. saying. And I don't think you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. Like, I, I understand what you mean. But my wife, though. <laughs> yeah, he's like trying to express it so hard with his face. He's like. And that, and it's funny because they are on Showtime and they absolutely could have said it, but they didn't. They're just like it's just his face, and that his and face, it's yeah, I his... think a little extra cruel to make Daniel be the one to shoot the hammer like it's like yeah. a, a, a loyalty game. Yeah, that was pretty because Sam would have done it no problem. Mm. Yeah, she was like on board from the start. Like this is pointless. Let's just get Teal out of here. I can't believe they made him do a loyalty test. Right. Teal. That's messed up. Maybe he would have harbored that. Like, now he's going to harbor extra resentment. I mean, he doesn't in the end. Like, he gets it fine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, he, it could. He could just be real salty about it the entire time, forever. That would have been an interesting dynamic in the show, though. If, like, Daniel okay. joined the team and he's, like, resentful, like, for, like, two seasons. I would like that. I would have liked that. That would have been, like, a nice. They would do that these days, like build up like a lot of personal drama, like they do in like those uh, surgery shows, the hospital shows, where it's not just like yeah, well they're not just saving lives. Sometimes they're boning each other, and sometimes there's a little drama about it. But none of that ever happens here. You know they, you know where they do that in Riverdale. Oh my God, Riverdale! Still the best. I haven't seen it in many weeks, but it is still top. I'm sure. I'm sure Nancy Drew is just as good. I don't want to watch Nancy Drew because I don't know. You don't have the brain space for another insane town where where this is all happening. Where she's like a sixteen year old girl solving like big time murders and serial killers and stuff. Boning the whole time. I mean, meanwhile, she's coming of age. She's coming, all right. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, from the first episode. Because my mom watched the first episode, and she's like, boy, that girl is getting down a lot. <laughs> Bone Town, USA. Seriously. Bone Town's haunted, and guess who's going to find the scary bones? <laughs> Nancy Drew. Okay, so how many stars would you give Thor's hammer? I would give this at least four. So I give it, it gives yeah. You, yeah, it gives you a lot of background as to, like, who the ghouls are, like... And you see, like, the previous hosts. You see Teal scared for the first time. Seriously. 
you, um, you learn about a new you learn about a new uh a new alien race indirectly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you yeah. realize that there's that there's like other races other than Gould that don't like the Gould. I also gave it four stars. As far as mandatory viewing goes, I said yes. Yeah. Uh, only because I know it's going to parlay into something else. But once you... So, like, I could accept, I put down yes, but I think I mean if you got the time. Like, if you want to. If you want to learn about, like, why I like Stargate so much, this is a good episode. I think it's good, and I think it's fun, and I think it's funny. And... It's more than worth watching, but as far as like if I had to pick like hand pick episodes out to to watch, because I know that the Asgardians are featured in a couple of episodes from now, it'll probably I would with the Knox I would probably recommend that one over this one. While this is the introduction to it, they don't mm-hmm. come right out and say it about the four civilizations or whatever. So yes, yes and no. I liked it because it was like, oh, interesting. And obviously the James Earl Jones voice was, him doing the voice is actually pretty cool. Oh, that, yeah, that's really good. I love, I love a good guest star. And, uh, it's real easy even back then to be doing some voiceover work with your little bread and butter. Mm-hmm. A lot of actors do that. They just, uh, not just like Will Smith is a pigeon. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to see that movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't want to see Will Smith as a pigeon? No, it looks terrible. It looks like I mean, he needed money. Had, yeah. What money does he need? It looks like Tom Holland got scale for Spider-Man, so he needs money. Oh. Because <laughs> he's young. I mean, I would say it's Tom time. Holland, but not Will Smith. <laughs> Listen, everybody's got to make their money somewhere. Look, I made a vow back in Independence Day days that I would see every movie Will Smith has made. Might have to change it. <laughs> oh, no. Now you're locked in for life. you got to go to the theater oh, to see I the pigeon see movie. Now. But Will Smith's the pigeon. i got to see Will Smith's pigeon movie. <laughs> so terrible looking. <laughs> I mean, it's a kid, looks so awful. Uh... I watched the trailer for our next episode for The Torment of Tantalus. See, I think that's like the best episode of the season. <gasps> really? We're putting out a best episode prediction. Yeah. Uh, do you remember anything about it? Perhaps you remember, remember everything. everything about it. Wow. All I remember is it being an old man stuck there and maybe there's some gate addresses involved, but I can't swear <laughs> for that. Uh, and then I watched uh, the trailer and saw Catherine. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, they reunite or whatever. And yeah, that's yeah. about it for memories there. I like, in terms of, like, Stargate lore, I like it a lot. I like going back to the Catherine well. I look forward to watching it. I can't wait to watch it, actually. And I don't remember what comes after the Torment of Tantalus. <laughs> like, maybe it's that Asgard one I was thinking about, the Great Races or whatever. I know that's in there somewhere. Uh, let's see. I can look it up and see. You could. I'm uh, still stuck. I got the my internet's open to the Great American Baking Show because uh, there's nine. Si- no. See, I got new prescription for my glasses, and I couldn't even see the computer screen. And that is five seasons of that. 
I'll have to recommend oh, that okay. to my New Year's Eve buddy. That's cool. Because uh, there's no way it's not more cutthroat. Anyway, uh, so so this year it's a a quite peaceful New Year's for us while you're looking that up. And Michael's got a wedding because people. Why are you getting married on New Year's? Besides to ruin at least 13 people's New Year's. <laughs> and it's more probably because the wait staff's got to be there and the bartender's got to be there. And everybody's got to be around because you just had to get married on New Year's Eve. Oh, the next episode after 12 Minutes Tantalus is Bloodlines. I don't remember a single solitary thing about that. That's where you... It's a teal-scented episode again. Oh, okay. Oh, does he meet his family or something such? No, I don't care. Well, I'll yeah. find out when I watch the trailer at the end of The Torment of Tantalus, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that one. You got anything? Uh... Oh, go on. No, I said all in all, it was a really good episode. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Oh, I can't wait to watch The Torment of Tantalus. I hope it's as good as you say it is, buddy. Well, I mean, I liked it, because I, like I said, I'm a huge Stargate fan, and it's like the lore is good, but you know, it's another one that's dated as well. Mm. You can tell, but it's it, I like it. It's good. The old man in the trailer looked like the old man from uh, that Metallica video that I forgot the name of. Oh, Hundred years yeah, old. Yeah. Oh, uh, Unforgiven, right? That's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. That's what he looks like in that video. So maybe it's the same guy. I'm not gonna check. Don't check. Mm. Don't look into it. It is the same guy. <laughs> Forever. Got anything else to report? Um, no, not not really. Nah, me neither. I hope you have a happy new year. You too. Uh, maybe in the next episode we'll discuss uh, any resolutions. My last great act of this year is I'm going to sit for the notary public test. Oh, okay. Makes it, uh, when you're like a real estate signing agent, uh, you have to be a notary uh, before you can do any of that stuff. Oh, I just knocked a bunch of shit off. Oh, I did not know that. Knocked stuff off my stuff. Yeah, so, and that makes a good side hustle. So, I'm going to get myself a side hustle. All right, cool. Good luck. Aw, thanks. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right, bye. Bye.